0: Titus two concludes with uh, one verse. We have looked at Titus two in a lot of detail, and we'll finish up uh, today with the one verse. Uh, it seems like Paul goes back and forth from Titus to the older and younger, to back to Titus, and then to the slaves, and then to everybody. And but the, the last verse, I could we could look at it and discern who he's writing to here. And it is very likely that it's back to Titus again. So uh, you can see Titus in verse one of chapter two, but as for you teach what accords with sound doctrine and you skip down to verse seven and eight, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching show integrity, dignity, sound speech, etc. And then uh, when you get to verse 15, he says, uh, declare these things, um, Mm-hmm. And if you have another translation the e s v has a semicolon uh, which is not in the original um other translations put these three words together, declare, exhort, and rebuke with all authority, and that may be that may be the best um way to look at that. um So what is Paul concluding here uh chapter two with well, to summarize. Uh, what we've seen in Titus so far, we have seen a healthy church that has a foundation of um, salvation in chapter one, and uh, godly leaders. And those godly leaders help oppose false teachers. That's all part of the the foundation. Then we have the structure of a healthy church is is strengthened with godly teaching, sound teaching, healthy teaching. And a lot of different people are doing the teaching and helping each other practically from the older to younger to the slaves even can contribute to godliness. And God's grace obviously strengthening uh, everyone uh, who has been saved is strengthened by God's grace to be godly and to be zealous for good works. And now he says to Titus, declare these things. So that these things is likely at least chapter 2 where he's addressed Titus specifically at the beginning of chapter two. And now at the end of chapter he says, now declare these things. Um, And the word declare is a a common word that just says to speak. Okay. Speak about these things, Uh, make them known. So your churches, Titus, that you go around should know Titus, Titus two, for sure. They should know what I taught them. You can read this, but then you're going to have to talk with the leaders The godly men, you're going to sit down and talk with them. And what does this look like? You're going to sit down with the godly women and talk with them. What does it look like? Uh, You're telling the younger women, hey, you need someone to help you walk through life. Uh, Find a godly older woman uh, in your local church that can walk with you. Same with the uh, younger men. And then slaves. Um, You need to be discipled and you you can contribute. Uh, You are a valuable member of the church society. And God's grace is available for all of this. So this is what uh, Titus is declaring. He's just speaking. He's making it known. Uh, we have to declare, and often in our Sunday school time, in our Wednesday study, in our Sunday morning study, what am I, what are we uh, declaring? We're declaring God's truth. And so we have as much, I, we try to put as much of God's truth in every single time together that we can, so that you walk away saying, we heard from God, just we heard God's word, I heard God's truth, so we don't don't come up with this, and I've said it multiple times when I'm preaching, I didn't come up with God's word, (laughs) all I'm doing is studying it and explaining it, and helping us to obey it, so if you don't know it, that's on you, if you come to a church where God's word is made known, where it's declared, Uh, so that's the word just to speak about it, to make it known then he says exhort so we're going to get a little more narrow from broad declare to exhort is to uh the word uh beg or call from a close range the word uh comforter or paraclete in um the comforter will come jesus says in john 14 to 16 uh it's it's from the same word that this word exhort um and it's it's a call out to someone from close range. Okay, so this is why we say this is definitely local church ministry. You can see calling from close range is what happens in Titus 2 before this. The older men, younger men, older women, younger women, the slaves, all of this is close range ministry uh, in a local church. And so to make God's word known broadly is good. And then uh, Paul says, I want you to exhort call from close range, encourage them to be like, and we're going to go back to verses two to 14. So that these things that you see there in verse 15, uh, the declare, exhort, and rebuke are all of these things. And that these things goes back to at least chapter two. And so he is declaring this. So who needs to be, well, everyone needs to hear it to be made known. Who needs to be exhorted? When does someone have to beg you to do something? When you're willing or unwilling to do it? Um, unwilling, okay? <laughs> yeah. We get have to get begged. I have a honey-do list. My in-laws are coming tomorrow right. and my wife has given me I said, "So what can I do to help you, honey?" show me what you want clean they're gonna hopefully stay in our room i i gotta clean our room in a way that hasn't been cleaned before (laughs) okay um and so my wife shouldn't have to beg me to do it on the floor hands on my ankles oh please help me okay that shouldn't happen uh if i love her and i say okay i got some time i'm gonna set aside some time um and i will i'll help uh, clean the house. Okay. So begging, rebuke, or exhorting happens whenever people aren't willing to do this. So if you go back to verses 2 to 14, all of what we have seen there, when older men don't want to do what uh, has been declared to them, they don't want to be uh, a representative in their churches and their homes. The older women don't want to help the younger women. The younger women don't want help. And the younger men don't want to be self-controlled. What do we do then as leaders? Titus was good it says here, he has, he knows what he's supposed to do. He declares it when they know it, they don't want to do it. Okay. Now he's going to start begging them. He's going to, It also has an element of warning from close range. This is where local church, where the leaders in a local church are encouraging, strongly encouraging uh, the church people to follow God's word. God's ways are better than the culture's ways, but you look at the culture. It doesn't matter what the culture is doing. Look at the news today. It doesn't matter what the news, look at the laws that are being passed. It doesn't matter what laws are being passed. Godliness is always uh, is the Christian's um, mode of operation. This is how we do things. We do things according to God's word. We know God's word. Then when we don't want to obey God's word, we have leaders in our lives, people in our life that are going to exhort us to obey God's word. And then the final thing here is rebuke. So what comes to your mind when you think of the word rebuke? This is not unwilling to do uh, God's truth. Who who needs a rebuke? Someone who's not walking the way they should. Okay, so it's not someone who doesn't know, not someone who needs to be begged, After you've done those first two things, everybody knows the truth. Everybody's been encouraged strongly to obey the truth. And now those who are still disobeying, they need a rebuke. Okay? And we we follow this process. It's one thing for people to come to us from another church or from a new believer. They don't know God's word. And they don't know the basics of loving one another. That's throughout the New Testament, and they just don't know how to love one another. And so we tell them, this is what God says here and here and here and here and here. And you're like, oh, okay. What does this look like, though? And they're questioning, and they're curious, and they're just naive about God's wisdom. That's one thing. It's another thing for someone to know God's word and not be strongly encouraged to do it. And in a local church, we should be about the business, not just the leaders, but especially Here, Titus is uh, told by Paul to declare these things and then exhort these things and then, if necessary, rebuke those who are disobeying these things. And he says, he adds another phrase here at the end of verse, or at the middle of verse 15. Um, How are we to say these things? If you are like me uh at times i don't really like rebuking people (laughs) i i don't even like rebuking my kids even though i'm their dad i don't like rebuking my wife i don't like rebuking you you don't like rebuking me (laughs) rebuking is hard for us exhorting is hard uh for us declaring maybe a little bit easier Uh, but the farther we go here down this list declaring exhorting it gets a little harder but I'm sure it was hard for Titus. It was hard for Timothy, as we read through Tim- Timothy's books the last uh, couple of weeks here, um, that he encourages these two young men in ministry. Remember, you have all authority. What authority does Titus have? Well, if you go back to chapter one, he has authority from as in, uh, an elder or as appointing elders. He has the authority of uh, from delegated to him from the apostle. Because if you look at verse five, the apostle Paul left um, him in Crete, and I'm pretty sure that he left him there with all the churches that Paul maybe got started. And Paul said, Titus is in charge. Titus is in charge. Titus is in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now if you've got older men that are older than Titus, older women who are older than Titus, and they say, what's this young whipper-snapper telling us what to do? <laughs> who does he think he is? And Titus can believe those lies of who, does, who do I think I am? Well, actually, <laughs> I was left here by an apostle. And I'm supposed to help elders. I'm supposed to help And he has responsibilities of being himself an example. But if he is an example, he's a godly example. And he is doing what was challenged of him to do in this book. He can stand on solid ground that he is doing what God wants him to do. And when he's doing what God wants him to do, he has God's authority. Now, when you and I go against someone who has God's authority, we're not on solid ground. But whenever we, if we were to do these things, declare, exhort, and rebuke, and we're just giving people God's truth, we're standing on God's word. That's solid ground. And so with all God's authority, and this word authority uh, is a little different than what Jesus said, I have all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me because we don't have all authority on heaven and earth. We would love to at times to have all authority, at least in our state. Like, I wish I had authority in my state to just change all the laws I don't want to obey, all the laws that I think we should have. And all the schools, all the superintendents of the schools, uh, all of the government officials, they would just come and I could be the absolute ruler of at least my state. And then when I got my state in line, then I'd like to get in charge of all of New England. And then from New England, I'd like to be in charge of all the country. And then from the country, all the world. (laughs) This This is how dictators think okay um but we don't have all authority um so the authority that that titus has delegated to him uh from god and from from paul but he has authority at least uh when it comes to these things that these things whatever is mentioned in this letter up to this point uh titus says okay you guys on the island of crete this is our letter (laughs) it's a letter to me to help me to help you and I am have the authority and it's in scripture now so we have the authority of this is not a personal letter from Paul to Titus this is a divinely inspired letter this is um, binding on us so the closer uh, we as pastors elders here and teachers at church the closer we are to accurately explaining God's word God's truth we have more confidence that we have God's authority. We didn't come up with this, okay? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. If you taught us Sunday school and you brought up that verse, <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> you didn't come up with that. That's God's word, and so no. you can share it, declare it, exhort it, and rebuke with all authority. Um, it also could be translated, this word, authority, command. Okay, these are commands of God, so that these things um, these aren't recommendations for older men, older women, younger men, younger women, and um, <laughs> slaves. These are commands. And when we have commands, oh, who gave us these commands? Our commanding officer, <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, now we better obey these commands. If we don't want to obey them, then we need it exhorted. If we refuse to obey them and we're disobeying them, we need rebuked. Okay and we need to know them that's the declaring okay so this is uh, paul helping uh, titus to know what to do with god's word and then he closes or ends this uh, chapter with let no one disregard you Uh, another translation may say despise you and i was a youth pastor for five years and i had some people that despised me (laughs) often Okay, um, as a pastor here, the last almost 13 years, um, I've had a few people despise me. And if you ever try to share the gospel with someone, have you ever had anyone despise you? <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> and we're, we're not, I'm not surprised by this. As we read reading in 2 Timothy, uh, we live in the last days like Timothy did. And our culture that, that Paul's writing to Timothy about reminds us of, well, you'll see in Second uh, Timothy 3 tomorrow, I believe. It's very similar to the island of Crete and uh, the culture that Timothy was in, same type of culture that Titus is in, and the same type of culture we're in, okay? So we're going to get people that are going to despise or disregard us. Well, what we need to ask ourselves then, do I have the authority to declare, exhort, and rebuke? If I do, I'm just speaking God's commands, and it doesn't matter what people think. Because what people think always changes, but God's word doesn't change. And if we try to please people, we will be tossed to and fro, like Ephesians 4 says, with every wind of doctrine. And yet God's word uh, doesn't change. There's some big name uh, men, pastors, leaders uh, in our country and around the world that are leading their churches away from biblical authority, biblical commands. And embracing alternate lifestyles and all kinds of other things and saying abortion isn't that bad. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting that. Okay, it's not God's word. And we're going to have to keep standing on God's word. Um, so without anyone disregarding or despising you. Um, and this is as if they don't have to listen to you. And I have been on the street trying to hand out tracks, and there was a guy in particular in Indianapolis that (laughs) wouldn't even look at me. Walking by, hey, I got something for you. He acted like I wasn't even talking to him and it was just him and I. I'm like, okay. (laughs) If you want to despise me or disregard me or whatever, okay. Uh, He thinks I don't have to listen to this guy. Right, you you don't have to. But I'm going to beg him and (laughs) I'm going to plead with him some, at some point in your life, please listen to God. Um, and this is what we do at a car show when there are a lot of people, uh, at a a funeral where we have a lot of unsaved people. Um, you will hear, uh, uh, those of us that speak encouraging, exhorting, and sometimes rebuking, um, with authority and hopefully with kindness, but there will be people that, that disregard us. And, um, as if I, I don't need to listen to you or I'm glad I just have to endure this. and I'm, I'm never going to come back to this church again. There are unlikely the people that have, have come here, heard our teaching and preaching and had that, had that uh, thought. I'm like, okay, but that's not God's people. And unfortunately there are God's people who despise and disregard God's leaders when mm-hmm. they are speaking right. God's truth and they're trying to help them to obey God's truth. And they are disregarding God's truth. So they're not really disregarding you, Titus. Paul would probably say they're disregarding the, these things. They don't think that God's word is binding on them. And so they think, I, I don't have to listen. So God's leaders, uh, preachers here in particular, have God's authority to enforce God's commands. And we aren't in a cult. or We're not in a totalitarian type church situation where people don't like what they hear here and how we operate as a church. If we're a healthy church, they could despise us. They can leave. And if they leave, we have done We can with a clear conscience before God say, I have tried to help you. I have tried to put a godly older man in your life that would look like Titus too, and he couldn't help you. And if it's younger women, I try to put a godly older woman in your life and she tried to do Titus 2 uh, three to five for you and you weren't having it and then younger men we tried to help you be self-controlled and you disregarded us and said i'm going to live my own life okay <laughs> uh okay. slaves as well could disregard i'm not going to be submissive to my master you don't know what he's like okay well but let's look at god's truth again and everyone who doesn't want to obey says we, we encourage them with you have god's grace You have God's grace. It's his power that's going to help you be godly. It's not yours. And if you are, unless you're not saved, then you don't have God's grace. But if you are a believer, you have experienced God's grace. You have it available to you. You have no excuse to be ungodly in a healthy church. No excuse to not be a part of the health of that church where you are zealous for good works and you are purified by your savior who has redeemed you with his own self. Like focus on Jesus. He's coming back. And unfortunately, there are Christians that would rather focus on themselves instead of on our blessed hope. And they want to disobey. They want to do their own thing. And all we can do is declare, encourage, or exhort, and rebuke. And we have authority from God. It's not mine. Um, and yet, some people... Disregard you. And I'm assuming Titus would might be a little discouraged with this. And so Paul says, Don't let anyone disregard you. It's not you. <laughs> uh, they don't like the, these things that I've written. And if they don't like Paul, they don't like those things, they really don't like God. Yeah. And so they don't like God's truth. And so yeah. we as God's leaders have to make sure um, what these pastoral epistles from 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus that we stay as close to the commands. Uh, And that's where we get our authority from.